Macworld Podcast number 382, recorded Wednesday, November 13th, 2013, brought to you by HostGator. Hello again, friends. Welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm Philip Michaels, your host this week. We are uh, in the midst of of wrapping up Apple's uh, explosion of fall product releases. The final piece of the puzzle has fallen into place. Kind of took us all a little bit by surprise when the iPad Mini suddenly started appearing in Apple's online store uh, early Tuesday morning. But none was more surprised than Jason Snell when an iPad mini fell right into his hands. This is the iPad mini with retina display. He spent the past couple days testing it. He joins us now on the podcast. Hello, Jason. Hello, Phil. Emerging from an iPad mini with retina display haze to impart yes. knowledge upon the masses. I, it's been I an interesting, uh, interesting, I'd say 24, 26 hours since what, I got my hands on it. What a long, strange trip it's been. Well, tell those, uh. tell those of us still stuck in the before time. What's life like with a uh, a slimmed down iPad that has a Retina display? It's uh, life is uh, more highly defined, more high 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 resolution. Things that seemed fuzzy before have now become clear. Uh, yeah, it's been interesting. I, I you know I, I've been using the the iPad Air for a while, and then just spending the last day with the iPad Mini with Retina has been uh, an interesting contrast. Especially since before I got the iPad Air, I had basically been using an iPad mini for the last year. I was so I was going to say we should tell the yeah. nice people at home you are you are very adamant um about the iPad mini. I was a mini convert. Yeah, yeah. I bought the I bought the um iPad mini when it came out last year, really intending to to bring it into the Macworld offices and let it be one of our reference models because we were all buying them because we didn't know how many we were we were going to get. And uh, we like to have them around the office, as you know, for testing and, and photography and things like that. And I never brought it in, never filed an expense report because I started using it and I couldn't stop. And, uh, you know, the, the, the big iPad kind of uh, went, you know, went away, uh, went, went, went off to someone else. And I, I kept the iPad mini. So, uh, so I, I'm a believer in the iPad mini as a, as a product. And so it's interesting to, uh, to get the Retina version. So you, more than anyone else, would be better equipped to tell us uh, how how the Retina version compares to uh, the the uh, original iPad Mini. More than anybody else in the world, no one else can tell tell us this information. <laughs> how fortunate you are, podcast listener, that of all the podcasts you downloaded this one. Yes, yes, you're very lucky people out there, <laughs> and we're very lucky people here. Um, yeah, it, it's um. It's uh, been an interesting experience. I, I, I'm glad I had my couple weeks with the iPad Air to sort of r- remind me of the differences between the large and the and the small iPad models because it's different. The difference is different than it was a year ago. I was doing the math today, and when the iPad Mini came out last year, it was all about. Uh, I think Dan Frakes wrote the review last year, and it was um, he said something like, "It's most of an iPad." in half the size and really the, that was the math back then is the iPad mini was roughly half the weight and roughly half the volume of the iPad 4 and what's interesting is although this iPad mini solves the two big problems that the original iPad mini had which is sort of its speed and its display um the the nature of the iPad product line has changed and this iPad mini isn't half the size of the iPad, full-sized iPad anymore. It's more like 
two-thirds because the iPad Air is so much smaller and lighter than it used to be. So the trade-offs are, are different. The math is different now than it was a year ago. Uh, how, how is reading on the, uh, the Mini with this, this new Retina screen? It's good. It's good. Um, that was always one of the questions that I had about imagining a Mini with a Retina display. And there's two interesting factors here. One is it's a high-resolution screen. It's not, it's not only a Retina display. It's the same number of pixels as in the full-sized iPad. And what that means is that it's got a higher resolution because uh, those pixels are crammed into a smaller space. It's actually got the exact same resolution as the iPhone. So it's a higher resolution than the full-sized iPad has ever been. And that's good. Um, but what it means is that your everything is smaller. Everything is smaller because it's the same number of dots packed into a smaller space. And this was true on the iPad mini, but it was sort of a double whammy there. Everything was smaller and it wasn't retina. Here it's retina, but everything is smaller. So, uh, you know, your your icons are smaller. The type is smaller. You can use iOS 7's dynamic typesetting to, to crank up the type, the type size in a lot of places, which I actually think is a really good idea for people using this device to do. Um, for something like a, a magazine app or a comic book app, because I'm a comic book reader, um, the retina display is delightful. I can read all of the, the text of these comics where the text was kind of muddy before, unless you zoomed in, but you know, it's small. And so what I've been uh, thinking is that if you're somebody who has good eyes and can read small things and it's fine, then I think the, then, uh, problem solved. The iPad mini with retina is going to be great for you. If you're somebody who also needs the size, somebody who doesn't like it when the, the the print is a little bit too fine, you might want to actually opt for the iPad Air because quite literally every dot is bigger on the iPad Air than it is on the iPad Mini with Retina. Now, um, I don't know if you've had a chance to use uh, uh, many creative apps on the iPad Mini, say like a GarageBand for iOS or, or, or what have you, where uh, there are a lot of on-screen controls packed onto the the, the into the app uh, is the mini uh, with retina display ideal for using there or are you uh, are you better off with a full-sized iPad in that situation yeah I would say ideal is not the word for it I, I think it's still a cramped screen if you've got small hands it probably is okay if you've got larger hands it's definitely going to feel cramped typing on it with two hands um, in in portrait or I mean in landscape orientation is more difficult for me as somebody I can type really fast on a, on a full screen iPad, uh, you know, a, a larger an iPad Air now uh, than I can on the iPad Mini. It's just it's smaller. Everything is all the targets are smaller. Um, but you know, there's a lot of stuff that you can do that you you don't need fine control, and it's fine for those things. And then I know a lot of people who will use a Bluetooth keyboard, an external keyboard, with the iPad Mini, and it that that solves that problem because you've got a keyboard to use. But yeah, I mean that is one of the challenges: is all everything is smaller, and if you've got large hands, if you have problems making those fine movements, um, it will be a problem because you have to. Everything is scaled down, and your movements have to be scaled down to fit on that screen. Let's continue the um, the comparison between the new mini and the old mini. Uh, uh, looking at the size, it's it's roughly the same size, but it's a, a a bit denser, for lack of a better word. Would that be a good description? Yeah, density. It's all about density. Mm-hmm. Um, the i the iPad Mini with Retina is a higher density device. It's it's two tenths. I want to say what two tenths of an inch thicker. It's it's 
it's negligibly it's not even two tenths of an inch two tenths of a millimeter it's it's negligibly thick thicker it's it's thicker but you got to get out your calipers to measure well fortunately thick. i always keep my calipers close i know hand. that about you yeah. yes it's it, so it's it's just not it, it's thicker but not noticeably if you hold one in your hand and then immediately hold the other ipad mini model in your hand you can tell that it's thicker i think um, although it's also slightly heavier and so you put those two things together um and and when i held it in my hand you know between my thumb and, and, and index finger i could tell it was more substantial than the old ipad mini i don't think it's bad i think if you if you weren't in the comparison business you probably wouldn't notice too much of a difference but it is you know i did the math again it's i think it's like seven or eight percent heavier than than uh than the old model so it's just it's it's a little bit i think it's seven percent and i think it was more like eight or nine percent when the ipad went retina so you know this is the penalty is the battery is much much larger much higher capacity because the new processor and the retina display really require a lot more more power and that's why it's thicker and heavier but the thing that really is notable about it when you mentioned density is like compared to the iphone or the ipad air and those are much less dense products the ipad air almost feels like a hollywood prop and the ipad mini with retina feels solid like there's a lot of stuff packed inside it definitely doesn't feel almost hollow like the air does but is it still uh, a device you can easily use as a one-handed uh uh tablet i know that was the appeal of the original mini for a lot of people it's substantially lighter than the iPad Air, mm-hmm. um, but it's spread over a, a, a smaller amount of space. Uh, so it's small and it's lighter than the Air. It's the smallest, lightest iPad you're going to be able to get with Retina because you can still get the iPad Mini without Retina for two ninety nine. But um, it's a one handed device as much as the iPad Mini original was. I would say. I mean, it, different people have different ergonomic issues, and for some people, uh, you know. It, the iPad Air is a one-handed device, and for some people, the iPad Mini with Retina is a two-handed device. Depends on the size of your hands and the size of your body. Uh, but I would say it's much more a comfortable kind of one-handed device than the Air, for for sure, for sure. It's not, but it is a little heavier and thicker than the than the original Mini. You mentioned uh, uh, the battery a few moments ago, and I wanted to know if you've had a chance to. Uh to test out the the battery life of the iPad Mini with Retina display, or if you've uh, had a chance to uh, have the lab do your your bidding for you. Yes, our good friend James Galbraith in the Macworld Lab is running his battery tests as we speak, and his first report to me was that on his looping video test that he does, the iPad Mini with Retina lasted an impressive 10 hours and 42 minutes, which puts it actually 44 minutes longer than the iPad Air in the same test so wow. you know the battery battery's looking good and we we know from the iFixit uh teardown that the new battery has a 24.3 watt hour capacity and the old ipad minis is is 16.3 so it's it's you know substantially more battery in there and you just you got you have to have that for the retina display if nothing else you need a brighter backlight um yeah the retina retina just takes a lot more work you need more stuff and this we saw this when when the ipad 2 went to the ipad 3 it got thicker got heavier and 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 that's happened again it's just that they apple's done a little bit better job of 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 mitigating that um and that's that's all the you know sort of like what's changed on the downside but of course what's changed on the upside is not only that display but it's using 
Apple's latest and greatest processor, whereas the old iPad Mini uh, was using the same processor essentially that was in the iPad 2. It was a year and a half, almost two-year-old at the time it came out, two-year-old processor. Now it's almost a three-year-old processor in there. So the iPad Mini with Retina is now you know, basically at the top of the line, it's got the current stuff. It's the same processor that's in the 5S iPhone and that's in the uh, the iPad Air. And that's a big that's a big deal because it's not a weak sister like it was uh, when the iPad mini came out last year. So one of the things that you uh, wrote about in your uh, initial impressions of the iPad mini with Retina display was the fact that the uh, A7 processor comes at a, a slightly slower clock speed than than what the iPad Air has. I, I was yeah. hoping you could talk a little bit about that and uh, how that affects performance compared to, say, the Air. Well, I you know I ran Geekbench because you know you write you one of my first questions that one of the great mysteries was is it going to be running the same processor or not? Um, you know we know it's the same processor in that it's an A7, but we didn't know whether it was exactly the same. And because the iPad Air is running faster than the iPhone 5s. And uh, it turns out it, it's running slower. It's it's not much. It's like 120 megahertz, I think, slower. And we're talking about these 1.2 and 1.3 gigahertz kind of processors. But it is it is downclocked a little bit from the air, and as a result, the scores in you know your benchmarking tests are all a little bit slower than on the air. Um, but it's it's very little, and you know I don't think I mean I haven't noticed at any point using the air or using the the mini with retina and saying boy this is slow on the air this was fast i, I think it's just not it's not comparable in that way I, I i think what i would say is the most important speed comparison is that it's five times faster roughly than um the uh or somebody's going to yell at me for five times as fast the the test scores that we've got are five times the test scores of the ipad mini original it's it's a lot faster than the iPad mini that came out last year. And I think that's, for most people, that's going to be the most important thing is it's back on the plan. And now it's just, we're debating like how many angels will fit on the head of a pin at this point because it's like the air is faster, but it's all so fast now that I'm not sure it matters very much. But it is slightly slower, and I think that's because of battery and heat that they 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 backed it off a little bit to get that battery life and maybe to offset some temperature stuff because it, it doesn't get hot, but that might have been a concern that they didn't want it to, to get too hot. No one will yell at you on this podcast, Jason. This is a no. this is a friendly pit place. No, I, I just know out there there are people who are who are waiting for me to uh, to say something is something times faster so that they can go, aha, times as fast, because those guys are always in the Macworld forum. So suffice mm-hmm. to say, it's a lot faster. All right, then. Uh, <laughs> we'll return to the Macworld podcast in just a moment after this word from our sponsor. Need a website for your next killer startup idea or cat blog? HostGator.com has you covered. HostGator.com offers premium web hosting at low prices, And while you're there, you can grab a .NET. It's the best way to get a killer domain name that's not 180 characters. Why is that important? Well, getting a short, memorable domain name can be a challenge, and .NET has lots of great options available. HostGator offers phone chat and email support 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year, including leap years. Need help anytime, night or day? 
give them a call. If your site explodes because you've gotten internet famous, HostGator still has you covered with VPS and dedicated servers. If you have a website somewhere else and you're not really happy with that experience, HostGator will move it for you. They do all the hard work. Head over to HostGator.com, buy some hosting, get some .NETs, and use coupon code MAC, that's M-A-C, to get an extra 25% off and support your friends at the Macworld Podcast. HostGator.com the best place to get a website. You're an unusual fellow in that you, um, you've you tried out other tablets. Um, uh, <laughs> Is that unusual? Well, for, for I think in the, the, the Mac universe, we sort of... I've used... We, we, yes, I... The, the comparison is generally from one iPad to the next iPad or the full-sized well, iPad yeah. to the mini iPad. And you, you've, you've... And writing had, for Macworld, that's, you, that makes yeah. sense. You've had your flirtations with your Android devices, your your your... HP things, you, your uh... oh that well that HP tablet. I never actually reviewed that HP seven inch tablet because it was so terrible, and I thought, you know, at, at some point I was, it's like, hey HP, your tablet stinks. Nobody bought it. Nobody should. Goodbye. Why <laughs> even? Why even bother writing that review? But I did write a review of the Sony Xperia Tablet Z, which I, I think I mentioned on a previous podcast because it was uh, so light, and I thought Apple's got to get to this weight, and Apple actually got below it by. I think 50 grams. I mean, it's it's the iPad Air. <laughs> really, uh, they did a great job with that. And I've used, you know, the Kindle Fires and, and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, this is the, the point I was sort of getting at, is if there's been a knock on Apple's tablets, it's that they're... they're they're kind of big compared to what else is out there. The uh, other other manufacturers uh, uh, kind of slim down the size, and and Apple sort of followed suit with the Air. But how does the um, the Mini sort of fit into the picture? Not that Apple is, of course, dancing to other people's tune, but uh, well, there's there's a lot of uh, a lot of debate about about this. I, I know you know my my friend and yours, Andy Anatko, was you know he he makes the case. He believes very strongly that the iPad. A full-sized iPad is is a world-class, top-of-the-line, great productivity machine, not just a you know media consumption tablet, but an actual thing he does work on. And then the iPad Mini, he's not so convinced is a is a a, a winner because at that point, if if you're mostly not doing work, is his premise, um, you can get something like the Kindle Fire HDX, the smaller version of that, which is cheaper, and it's got a, a screen that's as good or better than the iPad Mini. And it's devoted toward content consumption, and you know I can see that argument. Um, I would say, uh, arguments aside about being in the Apple ecosystem and having access to all of the apps, and uh, versus being in sort of Amazon's curated version of the Google Android ecosystem. But be, all, all of that aside, um, I'm not sure I buy the premise because when I talk to somebody like uh, Federico Vitici, who does MacStories.net. And the prompt podcast, uh, Federico, he, you know, most of his work is in iOS. He actually, even though he's a Mac user and he has a website with Mac in the name, he is an iOS productivity guy and he uses an iPad mini. He, he's run his entire website and written all of his articles on an iPad mini with a Bluetooth keyboard, but on an iPad mini. So I'm not sure I entirely buy Andy's premise that, um, you know, it's not really a, a, a computer or not really a device that can do work. I'm not sure I believe that uh, entirely. Uh, but yeah, I would say the one place where if you're looking at the Android stuff, and I think especially the Amazon stuff, uh, if all you really are doing is watching videos and reading books and stuff like that, 
you know, Apple does have tough competition there because uh, one of the strengths of the iPad is that it's also something you can use to be productive and get work done. And the Kindle Fire, you know, it's made to be a consumption device and it can, it'll do other things. But Amazon's really just happy for you to buy movies and music and and books. So um, I, I think that's I think that's where Apple's biggest competition is. And, you know, Amazon's willing to maybe not lose money on every Kindle Fire, but certainly willing to not make money on the Kindle Fire. And and that makes it difficult. And Google, similarly, with the, with the Nexus 7, that's a you know, a device with a high-resolution screen, a beautiful screen. Google's also happy to not make money on that device. And that, that puts the screws to Apple in terms of pricing because Apple makes its money on hardware. So it, it's a... Uh, it, Apple's got a challenge down there. That said, I'm not really a believer in those little Android tablets. I don't really like the the more widescreen 16 by 9 shape. Um, it, they feel cramped. There are way more pixels on the iPad Mini than there are on those 7-inch Android tablets because they're narrower. Um, so, I, you know, I, I've been with the iPad a long time, and I know that colors my judgment. I think that the hardware on the Android tablets on the Kindle Fire is way... Last year was kind of a joke, and this year it was game on from those guys. And so the iPad mini with retina kind of needed to exist for Apple. If Apple spent another year without a high resolution screen on a small tablet, I think they'd be um, behind the game. I think they would be lapped by Amazon and Google. And that didn't happen because the iPad mini with retina uh, was Apple's response and it's solid. Great. And of course the Kindle fire uh, has that mayday button now. So you can, you can talk to a nice lady. (laughs) Yes. Hello lady. I want to read a book. What book should I read? And then she's very smiley and says, yeah. "Well, sir, what kind of books are you interested in? Does that really happen? I don't know." Uh, yeah, I, I, it's a, it's brilliant because again, that's an example. I know this is tangential, but that's that's an example of Amazon like kind of not caring how expensive it is. It's also a really brilliant play for somebody who's behind and trying to catch up because Apple has so many users that if Apple put like the lady button in iOS <laughs> seven and be like, "Hello, lady," it would be tens of millions. How many millions of iOS users are there who would have been trying to call the lady? How many uh, lady? would they have to hire to talk to them like that and amazon you know the number of kindle fire hdx is out there is pretty small and now it's going to grow slowly and i or amazon hopes fast but still it's starting from almost nothing because it's a new product and so it's kind of brilliant because because it's it's an interesting idea i wonder how good it will be in practice but uh you know apple i think couldn't do that and amazon can so you know you get to press the button and say help lady i've fallen and i can't get up and see what she does and apple you know uh, it'll be interesting to see if that if that's successful, then that's going to be a challenge for Apple because they're going to have to do all that. All of the sort Apple of iPad too. Mayday calls would go to Tim Cook, and he uh, just starts Hello, talking. This is Tim to, talking about Auburn football with you. <laughs> this is Tim. Did you see that game? That was a really great game. Let's um let's talk about the iPad Air because um we we really yeah. uh, we've talked about it a little bit on this podcast, but it never really got a podcast of its own because you were busy with the review and busy traveling uh, uh right right traveling week. with the iPad Air in with, fact yes exactly uh so uh, without diving into the detail that we just discussed the 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 mini uh, what do you think Apple got right with the Air well I, it's interesting in hindsight the iPad mini last year was like it was such a different product from the previous iPads like the original iPad was its own design. And then with the iPad 2, you know, the iPad line kind of settled. The iPad 2 got that kind of curvy back. iPad 2, iPad 3, iPad 4 all look exactly the same. Um, 
the iPad mini was this new thing. It had a new styling. The bezel was narrower and the back plate was very different. And, and at the time it was like, oh, well, it's, it's a new thing from Apple. Um, but now we know for sure that that was really the test case for the new look of the iPad. And that design has now spread. So I think one of the things that Apple did right with the Air is to properly apply the iPad mini design philosophy from last year onto a larger iPad because you get, I like the look of it. I like the look at the, the, the back plate, the flat back with the, the, the um, sort of sharper curves on the side that lead up to the, the chamfered edge, you know, it's for Jonathan Ive. And uh, so I like that. Um, it, it allows them to eliminate a whole lot of size, extra stuff that was necessary for that original iPad because they had so much stuff they needed to pack into it. But they can miniaturize it now so they can get the footprint of that thing smaller. And then to to shave all of those, you know, layers off of it where it just got narrow everything's thinner and thinner and thinner so that they can make it so thin and light. Like I said, like it's a prop. Like it's one of those cardboard computers that you see on a desk at a furniture store. That kind of thing, right? Where it's like, this is not a real thing, except it is real that's that thing that impresses me the most is that it's hard to believe that it's as thin and light as it is the screen is great it's a full-size screen all they did was make all of the other parts of it smaller the screen is still at the center and the screen is still the size that it is so it was a joy to travel with it um i had the 128 gig model because that's what i got as my evaluation unit from apple which is extravagant and i think sort of ridiculous for almost anybody but um you know, it was enjoyable to not have to worry about how many movies to load onto my iPad for the flight. I, I could have loaded, I think I don't have that many movies. I think I could have loaded all my iTunes movies on it and still had space. So that was kind of fun too. And I brought a Bluetooth keyboard and I did actually a lot of my work on that trip, uh, on the iPad air and that it worked great. Um, it, it's, you know, we're not that far away with some very specific exceptions. We're not that far away from, uh, lots of people being able to do their jobs day to day, and especially when they're traveling using using that iPad Air, and it's fast. I mean, the playing around with GarageBand, the fact that you can have like 32 tracks simultaneously, it's it's madness. So, they Apple did a lot right with it, and the fact that it's still essentially the same price as the original iPad, except we've come in this in in three and a half years, we've come all this way. It's pretty impressive. Our nation's richest kings will surely appreciate the 128 gigs of storage and the and the 32 track GarageBand uh, files yes. that they create. And with the with the LTE cellular model, so you can get that nice thousand dollar iPad and then put put your uh, diamond crusted case on it. Yes, exactly. Oh, any missing features with the Air? Anything Apple got wrong in your in your estimation? Anything that when you were using it, you thought, hmm, this is okay, <sighs> but well, that's a tough one. You know, the camera. I'm not a believer in the camera thing, and yet, you know, the fact is, people take pictures with iPads. People yeah, take, it's weird. It, 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 I find it strange too. And so, if you're gonna take, if people are gonna take pictures with iPads, I kind of think at some point here, Apple needs to embrace that, and that means Apple needs to upgrade the camera. It's a five megapixel camera. It's it's fine. It's not great. It doesn't have a flash. I think at some point, Apple just needs to say, you know what, we need an iPhone. Maybe not the the current like the 5s camera, but like you know next year's iPad maybe needs the 5s camera. That needs you know next year's iPad needs this year's top of the line camera, and that and that means the flash too. I I I feel like as as much as I say I don't think that's necessary, I get enough questions about it, and you know you see the pictures of people taking pictures with their iPad, so I feel like 
you know, maybe Apple should just embrace it and say, look, we're going to make it good for video. We'll, we'll let, we're going to make it good for stills. You'll have a flash. You'll have the, the 120 frames per second slow-mo feature. And um, at that point, the other feature that's out there is Touch ID, which, um, I again, I think it's less necessary in the, the iPad because the iPad is not as 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 mobile as a phone. My phone is in my pocket all the time. I take it everywhere. My iPad is usually either at home or at work. Um, it's, I, f- I feel like it's less necessary for me to secure it, but Apple really wants you to put that passcode lock on it, um, app to get access to iCloud keychain and to get access to find my friends. They really want you in iOS seven, especially to put in that code. And at that point, if you're, everybody's got a passcode lock, then touch ID would be a nice feature to add too. So I understand why they're not in the current version, but if we're looking ahead to what the the iPad of 2014 might bring, um, you know, those are the those are kind of the obvious ones that are out there. The the camera, you know, it's just it's fine, but it's it's never in in a world where Apple <laughs> in, a, in a world where Apple refuses to compromise on so much in their products. You get the feeling that the the Apple executives are like us talking about the camera. It's like, yeah, I guess I don't get it, but okay. And so they they're okay, and maybe they should be better than that. Maybe Apple should embrace that they need really good cameras on these things. I, I guess the question that now divides us as a society would be: Should I get the Air? Should I get the the Mini? Which which tablet is right for me? Jason, can you yes. can you answer that question? Can you finally? Put the debate to rest and heal us as a country. Boy, it's tough. You know, it, one of the wonderful things is that it, everybody can decide for themselves which one they want. And I think the decision is going to come down to um, a couple of things. One is going to be just your sensitivity to size. If you're somebody who wants it to be as small as possible because you want to you know you're a doctor and you want to fit it in your coat pocket or you're you you know a woman who wants to fit it in her purse or just somebody who's like I always want the gadget to be smaller like I've got an 11 inch MacBook Air instead of the 13 inch why cuz I I want it to be smaller I I and lighter it's better that way if you're one of those people I think it's obvious if you're somebody whose eyes are really good <laughs> that'll help I'd say if you're somebody who's older and your eyes are not as good um, the, the mini is a problem because everything is smaller on it. I mean, it's just the pixels are smaller. They're all packed in tighter. And so although you can read comics on it and it's great, if you're somebody who doesn't have the best vision, um, it, you're, you're, you're opting for the small print edition. And the air is, like I said, it's not as big a gap as it used to be between the mini and the full size. So um, I think... You know, I wish I had a clear resolution here. This is the great conundrum of these two products is that the Air solves uh, the weight and size problem and the Mini solves the retina and slow processor problem and they're pushed together. So there's very little difference between them. Uh, It's literally just the size. Uh, For me, I'm leaning toward the Air. I mean, I'm leaning, sorry, I'm leaning toward the Mini only because I do like the smaller devices and uh, I think... Uh, the mini, I, I like that one-handed kind of reading thing in the mini. And I already have, I do have my laptop. I do have my MacBook Air. I'm not sure I need a full-size iPad too. But, you know, I go back and forth on it. And as somebody, I think that says something, as somebody who was fully committed to the mini a year ago, I'm still not 100% sure that the mini is the right one now because the Air has come down, you know, 
it, it is so much lighter and so much smaller that it's not as big a burden to carry that thing around as it was to carry around the iPad 4. And so, you know, for the extra size of that screen, maybe it's worth it and the extra ease of typing on the on-screen keyboard. Um, so I'm on the fence still. Um, the good thing is that you don't have to make a compromise either way. You're not going to, if you choose one, you're not going to lose features from the other one, really. It really ends up being all about the size and about the $100 price difference. That's about it. Well, I, I'm sure we all look forward to the day when iPad Air and iPad Mini owners can unite as one and put aside their their petty size related differences. We're all together. We're all together. It's practically the same thing. We're all brothers now. Mm. All brothers and sisters under the new iPads. There's yes. no no more divisions. No more. I've got a bigger processor. I've got a worse processor. It's all. We're all A7 children of the A7, <laughs> and uh, and the cameras are equally mediocre on both. And so. <laughs> You know, we're we're all we're all we can all get along, Phil. That's what I'm saying. It's not we like the iPhone along. where the knobs and the swells can unlock the phone with their thumb and and take slow motion videos. That's oh, right. My. Whereas the the proletariat have their bright colors to distract them. Exactly, breads and circuses and 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 bright colors. Hey, if you want to read more about assorted iPads and and what we think of them. I'm sure Jason Snell's review of the iPad uh, mini with retina display will be on the website shortly. The iPad Air review has been posted for about a week now, and that's yep. that's worth a read as well. Yeah, and there's a hands-on that I, uh, that I wrote about uh, the iPad mini after uh, using it for about half a day, and then I'm working diligently on my review right now, and hopefully it will be posted, if not by the time you listen to this, uh, within the next day or two. Oh, well, that's great. And... Um, Thank you, Jason, for taking time out of your uh, your busy reviewing schedule to uh, just to speak some truth to us about the iPad. We can all just come together, Phil. It'll be a better place. And thank you for having me uh, back on the Macworld podcast. I appreciate it. Well, and we appreciate you, listener, for tuning in. Yes, most of all. And we'll 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 talk to you next week. And until then, take care. The Macworld podcast has been brought to you by HostGator. <laughs>